to the Construction Big Breakfast, where we give you a hearty serving of insider tips and business strategies to help fuel your day so you can thrive in the construction industry. Now, here's your Hi, host. everyone, and thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Tip Top Tim Fitch, and welcome to the Construction Big Breakfast. Today, we'll be diving into a long list of interesting stuff with my guest, uh, Chris Moon, including mental health, uh, mindfulness, uh, work-life balance, and overcoming or the dangers of isolation. Welcome to the podcast, Chris. Can you give our listeners a little introduction to yourself? Well, Tim, I'm probably one of the luckiest people to be alive you're likely to meet. I've honestly been written off uh, for dead uh, many, many times. And uh, I've learned that life truly has a flavour that we sometimes take for granted. Um, I uh, was blown up working for a charity clearing landmines, losing my lower right arm and leg 25 years ago. Uh, I've survived as a prisoner of the Khmer Rouge. And it's taught me that we can all do more than we think. I... As I know you, Chris, I know that's absolutely true. So um, I'm really looking forward to this podcast. And let's dive straight in to uh, the question that doesn't need any preparation because it's the same in every podcast we start off with. Well, Chris, what did you have for breakfast? I had a cup of coffee. No time to eat because I had to, to go on a mission. Well, we'll come back to that in just a minute because there's a story to be told about that. Um, and of course, whilst you were on your way to your mission, uh, I was sat in the park uh, in Russell Square uh, at about eight o'clock this morning, having a lovely cup of coffee and a bacon roll with brown sauce um, <laughs> at Cafe Tropia, uh whilst on another call to the rest of my team. So that was my breakfast this morning, which once it's standard, it's not that different from normal, I suppose. So let's just talk about your mission, because this is, this is Chris Moon, the podcast take two, because we failed to record it at nine o'clock this morning, because A, we couldn't get the sound to work, but you, as it turned out, you were in your car, and then when we had a phone call, you told me you're in a hospital car park, which of course, my mind started racing about Crikey, what's happened to some disaster? Then you said you'd broken your leg. I was like, oh, it's me, broke his leg. And then I thought, how on earth did he drive, drive to the car park with a broken leg? And the answer was, how did you do it, Chris? Well, it was my prosthesis. I'd, I'd had to go in for a bit of um, spontaneous maintenance. And uh, the hospital are fantastic. And uh, they gave me an appointment uh, at very short notice yesterday afternoon. And I couldn't miss it because of COVID. There are very few slots available. And they've done an amazing job, but it's all slowed down. So uh, that's why I was broadcasting from the hospital car park. And uh, I'm pleased to say that we're back on tip-top form again. Uh, all repairs done. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to be out doing my 10-miler later. Well, I have to say... It's great to hear that uh, the NHS, you're up in Scotland, aren't you? Chris? Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's functioning so efficiently during the most testing of times at the moment. And yeah. your, is this your super duper carbon fibre leg or is it? A... Yeah, it is. Um, it's, um, I've got a, a carbon fibre blade with a heel on it. Uh, I've been testing and developing, uh, helping develop uh, lower leg prosthesis for 20 years. And this is, um, 
the best lek I've had because you can run on it. You only need one prosthesis, whereas I used to have a high activity limb and then carry a running leg as well. So it makes the whole thing much, much easier. Um, and like all things, it requires a bit of maintenance. And um, uh, these people are amazing. I, I, uh, I have to say, you know, prosthetists are just wonderful people. And, you know, we do uh, up until COVID, I think we took our NHS for granted, but also there's a huge issue with our health in the wider context. You know, we have to look after ourselves and uh, we uh, we need to be responsible for our health. And I think that that's one of the things we've learned, isn't it, in, in the last 18 months, that we've got to make looking after ourselves a priority. I think that's a very good point. I mean, if you, I think we've all been listening to, we've all learned a lot about epidemiology, at least I, I can't help but start picking it up because it's been on TV every day. And then some of the, the sort of issues that are, where people have caught COVID uh, have a big impact on how well they do, to do with general fitness, levels of vitamin D in their system. Yep. Age, obviously, is a big issue. Weight, comorbidities. It yes, can't help me you think. No, it does make you think. And uh, I know... I'm privileged to know a lot of people because up until COVID, of course, I traveled the world. Uh, I was very seldom in, in one place in, in, in the week. I would be three or four different places. And uh, what I've learned from all the people that I know that have had it is the fitter they were, the, the less the symptoms were. And I think it makes you realize, you know, we need to watch our weight. We need to look after ourselves. I think, yes, I quite agree with you. And because just before we started recording, we were talking about, you know, you're a super duper uh, marathon runner, of course, doing it with one leg, which is amazing. Uh, but we, we all have our journeys, don't we? And I, you know, I've, I've, we've had podcasts before where I've talked about what I've done in the past two or three years. And I'm glad I did it because yeah. it was done, I and mean, it wasn't done to prevent me getting COVID or making the uh, recovery time better or the outcomes better. But nevertheless, uh, one of the benefits is. You are less vulnerable. Uh, yes, undoubtedly, and and recovery times are much better. But um, I, I think health is something that it's really good we're talking about. It's really good we're talking about health, and and fantastic that. Um, I'm just going to say that again. Pause one moment, okay? Go again, Tim, because I've got a new phone and I don't know how to switch it off. <laughs> Look, don't worry, we'll. Just, Carol, you were talking about health and how important it is. Health in the wider context is so important. And, and I think it's part of being the best version of ourselves that we can be. And if we are more health conscious as a result of COVID, then that's a great thing. And we need to be aware that, you know, sadly, the health statistics are very, very clear. It is the most disadvantaged and and um, the, the the social groups that have challenges that, that suffer the most ill health. So uh, I think it's part of being the best version of ourselves that we can be. What can we do to be more healthy, both mentally and physically? It's a constant journey, not a destination. And one size doesn't fit all. I'm a runner, but I wouldn't say you have to run. Uh, just do something. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm going to agree with you. And of course, I think the other key point of what you said there is it's not just physical health, although that's very, very important. It's your mental health as well. And I, I think everyone's suffered a bit, haven't they, during the last year or so with 
either the loneliness or being cooped up. I know I've just done 10 days self-isolating um, with my family in a house with a garden. Yeah, We got through it, but I don't, you know, imagine if you had to do that in a one-bed flat on your own. Yes, it's it's undoubtedly true that I think all of us have had challenges. And of course, isolation uh, leads to cognitive decline at any age and uh, it creeps up on us. We don't even know that it's happening. Uh, but the good news is once we get connected with people again, it's all reversed. So I think it's really important, uh, perhaps more than ever, to reach out to people to make um, to have a, an anti-isolation plan, to, to actually connect with people, to also, if we can, uh, identify people in our friends and family who, who need support. And, uh, you know, just a, that human connection makes such a difference. We are meant to be together. That, that's true. I mean, most of us are social. We're all social. It's just the degree, isn't it, that you, you need to keep yourself happy. Ah, uh, Yes. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, mean, I know that at the start of all of this, yeah, we were make, like everybody else, we were making up as we went along. We didn't call it a sort of an anti-isolation plan, but we decided to have a what we call the invent virtual breakfast every morning. And we invited everyone on that call to talk what you talk about at breakfast time, you know. And uh, we've kept that going. It's still going. After Great thing time. to do. Great thing to do, because most people said, you know, what we're missing here and the research is very clear. Um, everything I do comes from three angles. So I've got lots of experience on the balance of life and death and on the limit of human endurance. And what's useful about those experiences is that there is absolute clarity in, in the learning. But I've also studied human behavior. I've worked a lot with the business schools and psychologists and psychiatrists. So what's interesting is that creativity and problem solving are much, much harder when we're not face to face. But doing what you do to start with that connection is really important. Yeah, and uh, we've, it's very interesting that um, like everybody else, we had to transition the way we did everything in our business, whether it's marketing, sales, doing the doing, the operation, um, all of which, but nearly all of it has been done remotely since March last year. And it's, it's, it's much harder work on people than you might think. Yes, I home. think. Being on a green for eight right. or 10 hours a day. Yeah, and, and that raises a really interesting point that one of the things we are seeing now is that there is a degree of burnout with people. People have had enough, they're tired, because actually what happens on a video call is that our brains are telling us we're together because we can see each other, but those subconscious uh, registrations like eye movement, uh, dilation of pupil, minor facial expressions, smell, all of those things are missing. So what happens is our, our subconscious works harder to try and fill in the gaps. So that's why sometimes if we're, if we're talking about something uh, that is problem solving or a negotiation, for example, if you're doing it uh, on uh, video conferencing, it, it's absolutely exhausting. And that's the reason why there's this sort of dissonance. So yeah, um, the great thing is now we can get back face to face and, uh, you know, it, it makes such a difference. It does. And one of the, I think the isolation has been a big issue. 
The other one, particularly as we come out of the deep lockdown, is the uncertainty. So to give you an example, like everyone, we've had personally, we've had disruptions to planned events, holidays and what have you, because you know, one minute you can go somewhere and the next minute you can't. But the same thing is true in business. But if you're trying to plan anything which requires you leaving the country or in a gathering of more than a few people, there's some uncertainty now. It's never existed before about whether overnight the rules change, whether you're, you know, the country bans Brits going in or Britain bans them coming here or returning and all of that stuff. There's more uncertainty now, which is tangible to most people than there, than there was 18 months ago. This, this is a, a it must be very unsettling, I would have thought, across the population. Uh, yeah, I think it is. It's there, of course, and uh, uncertainty tends to bring with it a degree of anxiety, and and uh, you know some people are, are reporting feelings of anxiety about having to get back out again. And now, of course, all of this is understandable. But um, the best way to deal with difficult issues is to face them, because once we face difficult issues, they stop being so difficult. You're right. I mean, I. <laughs> Take almost like trivial, uh, but personal example. I took a really heavy tumble off my mountain bike about two months ago. I mean, right over the handlebars. Um, ended up in casualty, but turned out I was just bruised and battered. But of course, you then have anxiety about getting back on it, don't you? Um, understand. Get back on the mountain bike. Yeah, but you're back on it again. Yeah, back on it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it created anxiety. Yeah, it does. And that's a survival instinct, isn't it? And I think it's it's right to put it into proportion. Uh, and I'm sure that that anxiety will mean that you'll be very careful. I will be. In fact, I've got a skills lesson tomorrow afternoon. So I thought, yeah. well, I, it's a bit closing the door after the horse has bolted, I know. But I thought, well, I better have a bit more training. Well, well I, uh, that's... That's a great way to deal with it, and and it's it's been turned into a positive. And I think that um, I, I think the 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 learning here is that actually you know we have these human reactions, don't we, which are part of our survival mechanism. Uh, but it's important that we understand them, and also uh, as you've demonstrated here, control them, control them in a positive way. So you're able to face up to it. You're getting some training and that will no doubt relieve the anxiety. You probably even feel better before you've even gone now you've booked it. I think so. Yeah, there's a few mechanical things that I've changed on the bike as well to make it less like I'm going to fall off. But yes, you're right. You're yeah. playing some positive action. To yeah, well, I, I just think it's very smart of you to get stabilizers, mate. <laughs> Takes me on to, I mean, Chris, you alluded right at the start that obviously you've you've you got blown up uh, by treading on a landmine all those years ago, and obviously that's influenced what you've done since. And you've obviously you are involved in all sorts of things to do with resilience and mental health, mindfulness, and the whole work-life balance. How's that? changing now sort of post covid sort of i know we're still well not post covid but we're sort of hopefully we're at the end of the third wave 
food. Yeah. Okay. So How's that affecting what you're doing? Well, I was um, traveling most weeks, three, four times a week, going to different venues to present workshops. And I, I do a lot of motivational speaking and keynote speeches on uh, sometimes um, things ranging from resilience through to um, going the extra mile uh, and um, uh, closing conference speeches, that sort of thing. And I also do stuff specifically on health and safety and resilience. And uh, of course, when COVID came, everything stopped. And then we went online. So having been in the position of having uh, my work booked up for 18 months, within the space of a few weeks, there was nothing. And uh, I just practiced the principles that I talked about in terms of looking at things differently and then um, switched it all online within a week. Um, but of course, the online presentations, <clears throat> I think the analogy I would make is it's like dried rations, isn't it? It's not quite the same as, as um, being fresh and, and faced and together, but it's it's still possible to have an impact. And I think the need is greater now than, than it's ever been for us to talk about resilience. And I can give a roadmap to that with real examples from my own experience that uh, about walking the talk and, and those principles people can use uh, because one size doesn't fit all. Uh, resilience is, is still little understood. Uh, what we need to recognize is that we need to recharge our psychological batteries and how we do that is going to be different. So I can give a roadmap for doing that. And that, of course, well, I mean, I'm, I'm absolutely certain you can, Chris, because I've seen you speak on a, a two or three occasions and it's, a, it's an amazing story, delivered with passion and energy. And of course, You've been building on all those um, unbelievable experiences yeah. that no one else would want, but you yeah. come out it, the other side. It's interesting, isn't it, Tim? Because quite often, uh, some of the most challenging and difficult experiences of our lives are the biggest opportunities to learn and grow if we see it that way. And uh, the one for me, particularly around mental health, was I was taken prisoner by Khmer Rouge guerrillas in Cambodia in the uh, early 1990s. And we were held for three days, but there was no concept of us being held for a long time. We were going to be executed or released. And uh, my two Cambodian colleagues who I was with were convinced we were going to be executed. I, I didn't take that view. Never underestimate the power of belief. Uh, and I made one decision when we were first taken prisoner that made the difference between life and death for us all. And, and that was to never assume the role of victim. And I think that is our challenge when we face difficult experiences, because the role of victim kicks in. It's a survival mechanism, either fight, flight or fright. Those are the three responses in in really challenging situations. And they kick in without us even realizing it. And, and of course, the isolation piece is really important because what we don't understand is that, that those reflexes kick in when we're stressed. And so it's about creating the space to step back, manage our state, and then choose a way forward. I think that's a very good point, Chris, because I think in, in all our own experiences over the last year or two, I mean, I, I can think of something that I've just wanted to switch this thing off. Yeah. I don't like what I'm hearing or, you know, you're being challenged in the way that you don't think, well, I don't have to put up with this. And I could easily just say the internet gone down, couldn't I? Oh, sorry, got cut off. 
but you've you've got to take a you've got to take a more positive positivist view of things and bat on. I yeah. think that's that's quite an important thing is to is to have a positive mindset. Absolutely. Well, persistence is the material of success. The great thing is to keep on keeping on. But in order to do that, we need to recharge our batteries and we need to, I think, have a support crew. I think that's really important because, I mean, that's, I suppose, in a way, isn't it linked to the whole isolation piece? Yeah. Yeah. I think I think more than ever, we need to actively reach out to people, make the effort to talk to people. I mean, speaking on the phone is a tremendous thing. You know, that's a, that's a great way to connect with people. But now it's possible to see people face to face. It is amazing to be back in front of people again. No, it is. And I, this is interesting to share with others. I've, I've found that at one point, I think people were much, they'd sort of gone off using the phone. And now I... <coughs> I'm sensing it's going the other way now. But maybe that uh, you're right, that the, the spontaneity of the phone is coming back. Whereas we all got used to, unless I can see the person, I don't want to speak to them. But on the other hand, it's much more intrusive than a phone call, isn't it, in a way? Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I, I've done a lot of work on uh, communication. And one of the things that's interesting is um, people are probably sending in most organizations far too many emails and, yes. and people are CCing in too many people. And, and so we're reading a lot of stuff that sometimes we don't need to read. <clears throat> and then with some, if it, it's entirely different if it's a video conference and a presentation. Uh, but if we're just having a meeting, then sometimes we'll people slot it in for an hour. So it takes an hour. And uh, so it's harder in in my experience to actually speak to people on the phone because they're all on on video conferencing meetings that's right i mean we find that the best time to catch somebody if you want to speak to them is four o'clock on a friday afternoon <laughs> it's a yeah. sales tip yeah well that, I, I can understand why everyone will be delighted to hear from you at four o'clock on a, on a friday afternoon that's a great time to phone it's surprising people are quite keen to have a wind down chat then yeah yeah. Now, the, I mean, the other thing we talked about the other day in the, the lead up to this is that I know plenty of people. I, I, after a couple of months of lockdown, I used to start getting these terrible headaches. And I, I thought it was something to do with my vision. And I phoned up my optician, a very good bloke, and he rang me back. I explained what was happening. And he said, Are you on the. Teams and things and Zoom all day long. I said, "Yeah." We said, "There's a there's a thing that opticians little saying they have. It's the rule of twenty, and that's every twenty minutes you should look away from your screen and focus on something at least twenty feet away for twenty seconds." Yeah. And he said, "If you can create that as a habit, pain will go." She said, "Because what it is, it's the that muscle." that adjust your um, lens in your eye. Yes. It's like your bicep. Yeah. So if you were doing curls all day long, your bicep would really ache, couldn't it? <laughs> so that's what you can feel. So if you do that, it relaxes it sufficiently so that he's right, it did. It worked. After, yeah, it takes you a while to get into the habit of doing it. Yeah. If you do, if you do that, all, all that anyone at the other end notices is you're sort of looking like that. 
they think you're daydreaming for 20 seconds, but you're not. What you're actually doing is looking after your physical health. Yeah, that's a really important thing to do. Uh, and, and resting the eyes is so important. There's another thing you can do as well. If you if you put your elbows on the table and rest your um, eyes in your palms for 30 seconds, that also has a recharge effect. But the looking away is really important because it, it stops the eye strain. Yeah, that's he said that's what it is. It's literally eye strain. You know, so you what, call it staring at the TV all day long. But of course, TV's in the distance; it doesn't affect you. But of course, these things are two people. Oh yeah, know. yeah. I'm I'm sure, and and of course, it does create a bit of tension, doesn't it? If we're constantly focused on the same, you need to look away and rest your eyes. You could uh, just say, "I'm looking away because you're boring me." <laughs> yes, that's right. Now on that right. We, I think that might be a, a good place to um, just call a halt. It's been really, really interesting, very, very different sort of podcast to our usual guests. So on that note, let's wrap up this conversation. It was very insightful. And thank you for joining me today, Chris. Where can our listeners get in touch with you if they'd like to learn more or get in touch with you? Uh, well, my website is www.chrismoon.co.uk. Chrismoon.co.uk. Would love to chat to anyone. I'm a people person. I love talking to people. Please get in touch. Wonderful. And to all our listeners today, thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Construction Big Breakfast. We have a new episode every two weeks. So click the subscribe button and turn your notifications on so you don't miss an episode. While you're at it, we'd appreciate a five-star review. And if you enjoyed this episode today, please like it and share it as that helps us reach more listeners. If you're interested in being a guest on the podcast or looking to collaborate in any other way, visit us at www.invent.com. That's two ends at the end. The link's in the description. Fill out the contact form so one of my team can get in touch. See you next time. Bye. Want to learn more about how Invent can help your business maximize its bottom line? Head on over to www.invent.com and get in touch with our team today. Thanks for joining us this week on the Construction Big Breakfast. Make sure to visit our website, www.invent.com, where you can subscribe to the Construction Big Breakfast on all platforms so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, we'd appreciate a positive rating. Or if you'd simply share it with a friend, that would help us out too. Be sure to tune in for our next episode.